Babakama daf dalid. The last thing we were discussing was what is mavaeh. Rav said is when a human being damages, and Shmuel said when an animal eats something and damages that way. And what the Mishnah is trying to say, according to Shmuel, is you can't compare an animal goring where it doesn't have any benefit to an animal eating where it does have benefit. And you can't compare animal goring where, where it has an in, intent to damage to an animal who's eating who does not have an intent to damage. And with that, we're going to start Dal Damud Aleph, second line in, in the middle of the line where it says, Velav Kal Isn't it a Kal Vahomer that we can learn Keren from Shen goring from an animal eating? Meaning, we're asking on Shmuel, why are they two separate things? Maybe they're really one thing, and we could learn from one from the other. Maybe Mav'ai is really like Rav, where, where human damages. Ve'lav kal v'chomeru, u'mashen she'en kavanato lehazik hayav. When an animal eats, it has, no, it has no intent to damage and still you're obligated to pay. Keren she'kavanato lehazik, lo'kol she'ken goring, where the animal has intent to damage. All the more so, you should be obligated to pay. So Shmuel would tell you it's terich. No, you need keren and you need shen, and they're not the same. Why? I would have thought midi ve'ama. I would have thought it's like a slave or a maid servant that damaged, where the owner is not obligated to pay because eved ve'ama, a slave or maid servant. Even though they had intent to damage something, even even with all that. The owner is exempt from paying. So same thing in regards to an animal goring, maybe the owner should be exempt from paying. And I would not be able to learn from an animal eating where he'd be obligated to pay. Meaning, I would have compared the animal to a slave in regards to an intentional damage. And maybe the owner would be exempt. The pushes that away because Wait a second. With the slave maid servant, there's a bigger reason. Over there is a total different reason. The reason the owner is exempt is because let's say the master is going to anger the slave or the maid servant. They're going to get upset. They're going to go burn the neighbor's yard. And what's going to end up happening is that the the servant or the, the slave or the maid servant are going to obligate their owner in paying damages every single day. So over there, it's a total different reason. It's not the same reason as over here. Ella parichach, you're already asking questions on Shmuel. This is what you're supposed to ask. You can't compare goring where it does not have intended damage. You can't compare that to animal eating where it does not have the uh, intended damage. And you can't compare the animal eating where he's benef- the animal's benefiting from the eating to goring where it has no benefit. Now, the Gemara has a question on Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda explained Shemuel. This is the third to last line of Yemal Mudbet. He explained Shemuel that, according to him, that when it says Shor in the Mishnah, that's coming for Karen Goring, and Mava'eh is, uh, is coming for the animal eating. So, according to him, Veregel Mai. Okay, what do you do with uh, Regel? You want to tell me Share? We just uh, left it out of the Mishnah. I mean, that does make sense. It's one of the one of the four categories of nizikin. So the Gemara explains that in the Mishnah coming up on Daftet, it says over there, Keshehizik, Ahav HaMazik. 
when the animal damages, the owner of the animal, he's the damager, he has to pay for it. That's coming to include regel. So the Gemara says, yeah, but why don't you just say it straight out? Why do you have to mention it over there and we learn one thing out of the other? Rather, the Gemara has to again explain the whole Mishnah according to Shmuel as follows. Shor leraglo. Shor, when it says shor, that's for a regal, that's when it walks over something. leshino. And when it says according to Shmuel, it's when it eats something. And this is the perush of the Mishnah. So we're up to perush number three of the Mishnah. Lore regel So you can't compare regel, which is it's a common damage for an animal to walk and damage something. So you can't compare it to uh, to an animal eating, which is not so common that an animal is going to walk in and eat someone's uh, uh, crop. You can't compare shen where the animal has benefit when it's eating and it's damaging. You can't compare that to a regel where an animal does not have any uh, benefit when it's damaging. Okay, so we're back to the question. What would be the story with goring with the horn? We just left it. So again, the Gemara explains, next Mishnah, when it says that when it damages, the, uh, the damager has to pay, that's coming to add Karen. And the Gemara asks again, I want to just say it over here in the Mishnah, I'll just say Karen straight out. So the Gemara explains, we're talking an animal that has already been established as a damager. Meaning, before it even damaged once, it's already considered one of those animals that you have to be careful for. However, but when it comes to animals that started off regular normal animals, and then it gored once, twice, three times, and then it became a short mu'ad, for example, at, 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 we're not talking about that type of situation. We're talking about animals that you have to be careful from, from straight from the beginning. And that's the reason we couldn't mention Karen. Karen is something totally else. Uh, our Mishnah is talking about things, uh, about animals that straight from the beginning, you have uh, full payment. Karen is one of those things that after it became a Mu'ad, then you have full payment. And that's already in the next Mishnah. Okay, Ushmuel lo Amar Kerav. So Shmuel, he said that uh, Mav'ai is talking about an animal eating. Why doesn't the old Karav that says Mav'ai is when a human damages? So Amar Lach Shmuel explains Isal Kadatach Adam because if you think Mavai is talking about humans, you have a problem. Hakatane Sefa Shor Hamuad Veshor Hamazik Beshut Hanizak Veha Adam. The Mishnah Adavtet Vav talks about a Shor Muad. It talks about an ox that uh, that damaged something in another person's property, and it talks about the human. Meaning over there we mentioned the human, or we don't have no reason to mention it over here. And that's why Shmuel holds is talking about an animal. So like Master says, why don't we talk about human beings straight from the beginning, in the first Mishnah? So like explains, because the first Mishnah is talking about where someone's property damaged someone else, someone's possession damaged someone else, and your animal damaged someone else's things. But we're not talking about where you yourself damaged 
Virav Nami, and Rav will also, according to what he explained, that the Mavai is human being. Hakatane Adam Basefa, what do you do with that Mishnah Daf Tetvav that says Adam already? So Amar Lachrav, Rav will tell you, Holy Mashiveh Behadem Muadin Hudata. Over there is just coming to tell us that Adam is part of the category of things that are already forewarned. It's like an ox that gored three times. That's what Adam is like, and he would get the full punishment even at the, after the first time. Okay, so according to Rav, Umay Lohare, and when the Mishnah says, Shor is not like Mav'ayah, Mav'ayah is not like Shor, what's that coming to explain? So, Hachikama, this is what it's coming to say. Lora'iya, Shor she Adam she'en An ox goring is different than a man goring. When an ox kills a person, uh, the owner has to pay for the killing. He has to pay the family. But when a human kills, it's either if he did it on purpose, then he gets killed. And if he did it by mistake, he goes to Galut. He goes to the Ir Miklat. And on the other hand, And you can't compare a human who damaged a person who has to pay for the four things. Uh, he has to pay for damages, wages lost. He has to pay for uh, him uh, being hurt. He has to pay for the medical expenses. But when an uh, ox hurts someone, when an animal hurts someone, he, the owner doesn't have to pay for these four things. Now, the Gemara has a question on the Mishnah. It says, The comparison between the shore and, I guess, the human is that it's it's common for both of them to damage. Is it really common for an ox to damage? They don't, they don't usually uh, damage. So the maximum is no, we're talking about Ben Mu'ad. It means it, he's already damaged a couple times. So the Gemara asks, Is it really common for an Ashur Mu'ad to damage? Meaning, it, it, the deen changes. It went from being a regular short time to a short Mu'ad, but it's still not common for an animal to damage. So the Gemara explains, Once he, the ox has been warned, it's been, it did it three times, now it becomes common for him. Now it's, he's, it's considered for him to, a common thing to damage. So the Gemara asks, Adam Really, is it common for a human being to damage? So the Gemara explains, We're talking about someone sleeping. That, that then becomes more common. The Gemara again asks, Yashen Really, a person sleeping damages? So the Gemara explains, You know, he bends over, he stretches his arm, he, he turns this way. Then orhehu it becomes a, a common thing for a sleeping person to damage. And again, Tosfor explains the one would only be liable uh, for paying if he went to sleep next to uh, next to things that he shouldn't be. So if a person went to sleep next to glass plates and while he turned uh, while he's sleeping he broke glass, okay, then he has to pay for it. But if he went to sleep on his bed and then someone put something there and he broke it, no, he would not be liable. Next, the Mishnah said, alecha. It sounds like you're supposed to be watching something. It sounds like you're supposed to be watching the animal. The problem is, if if Mav'ah is a human being, Adam alavu, a person is supposed to be watching himself. That I don't have to watch him. So the Gemara explains, Ultamech, but according to what you're saying, Hadetane Karna, when the rabbi named Karna, he taught in the Brayta, Abot Nezikin, there's four principles, the four categories of damages, Adam, Ehad, Mehen, and human being is one of them. 
Adam Shemirat Gufo Alavu. Again, we, we brought the same concept over there. And again, you could ask the same question on Karnaz Braita that a human's supposed to be watching himself. No one's supposed to be watching another human. I already have to explain the way Rabbi Abhu taught the, the rabbi teaching his Braithot. You have to write in the Braithot in regards to human being, he's supposed to be watching himself. And Hachanami over here also, in regards to human being, said that a person's watching himself. Maybe Mavaya is water, like the Pasuk says, Yeshaya was cursing the Goyim, Hashem is sent them, Baradak is sent on Egypt, that was the ice and fire, the hill. The same way fire uh, burns everything, it also boils water. And there you go, you have Maim and you have Tib'ayah, and that should go together, and you should say that the Mav'ayah is the water. So if someone threw water into Shutarabim and landed, and it's stagnant water, it's not moving, and someone slipped on it, it should be Hayab, or if someone damaged using water, let's say he changed the, the, the the path of a water duct and it went and it damaged someone. If someone did something with water, that should be considered Mav'ayah. But the Gemara doesn't like it because uh, grammatically doesn't make sense. Because Miketiv does it say the water boils due to the fire, meaning the word is it's not really going on water. It says it's the fire that's boiling the water, meaning the fire is the one doing the action. So it can't be going on water. So then Matthew Flarab Zevid and Zevid pops in and asks a question. Let's say that Mav'ayah is fire. Okay. Here you have a Pasuk and you want to understand that the fire is boiling the water and the word Mav'ayah is going on fire. So fine. Say Mav'ayah is fire and we'll understand the Mishnah. Tigmar says, but we also learned in the Mishnah that there's Mav'ayah and then there's Hev'ayah. Hev'ayah is fire. Meaning, uh, then, then it would be the same thing. And if you want to say that when we wrote Hev'ayah, it's to explain what Mav'ayah is, then if that's the case, then Well, you don't have four categories, you have three categories. Shor, Bor, Esh. And if you want to say, Tana Shor Deit Betarte, we learned Shor has two parts of it. There's whatever damages that come from the animal eating and whatever uh, damages that come from an animal trampling over something. And then plus the Bor, plus the Esh, you got four. Ihach, if that's the case, when the Mishnah says, Lo Sheesh Behen Ruach Hayim, you said that the Mav'ayah and the Shor, they have they are living creatures. Then Ish May Ruhayim Itbe. Well, if Mav'ayah is fire, then what uh, what living creature is fire? Vetu May Kahareha Ish. But but later on we said that Lo because we said that the other ones are living creatures and fire is not a living creature. So there you have it. You have the Mishnah saying that it's not a living creature. So obviously, it can't be fire. And we end off explaining that it has to be either like Rav or Shmuel, either like Rav who said it's a human or it's a Shmuel who said it's an animal.
Now, Tanya Ravoshaya, Shilosha Asaravot Nezikin, there's 13 principles of damages, 13 categories. Shomer Hinam, you gotta add to the four, uh, to the four that we have in Amishnah, you gotta add the Shomer Hinam, an unpaid watchman. I gave someone to watch something, uh, and all of a sudden he was negligent, and it got lost, it got stolen, something happened to it. Vehashoel of a borrower borrowed something and something happened to it. No sechar. If someone who is a paid watchman, I paid him to watch something and something happened to it. Vehasocher. If someone rented it from me and something happened to it, or if someone damaged his friend, and nezek has to pay nezek. Uh, that's damage that caused uh, a lowering of the worth. Or tsar, he has to pay the pain. Very poor medical expenses. Shevet, uh, the guy's not going to work. You got to pay him for that. Uboshet and embarrassment. Now, so now you have arba dematnitin. You have all those plus the four in the mishnah. The tsar, you have thirteen. Vitana didan maitamalotanehani. And why didn't the ten of our mishnah mention the nine that Rav Oshaya mentioned? So Bishlama, the Shmuel, understand according to Shmuel, who said mavai is shen. Mavai is an animal eating. Okay, he'll always say Beniske Mamon Kamayre, Beniske Gufolo Kamayre. Shmuel will just tell you, our Mishnah is talking about your possession destroying someone else's things, not you destroying other people's things. Okay, that makes sense. So our Mishnah is talking about possessions. But according to Rav, who said Mav'ai is a human being damaging, um, then Litni, he should mention the other nine that Rav Oshaya just mentioned. So the Gemara explains, Tana Adam, Vichol Mileda Adam. Rav would tell you that we mentioned Mavaya and that goes for one big general statement for anything that a, a human damaged. Now, but didn't we already mention Mavaya and that's going to Adam? So what would Rav Oshaya explain? So Rav Oshaya would explain, if, if according to Rav, Rav would tell you that Rav Oshaya would explain that there's Terei Gavne Adam, there's two types of humans, meaning there's t- two types of human damages. Tana Adam de Azik Adam. Rav Oshaya mentioned a human being damaging another human. Vitana Adam de Azik Shor. And the Mavaida we mentioned in the Mishnah is when a human damaged uh, an ox or someone else's possessions. So, if that's the case, Shor Nami Litini Teregavne Shor. So then, if that's the case, Rav Oshaya should mention two types of uh, oxes. Litini Shor de Azik Shor. Vitini Shor de Azik Adam. We should mention an ox that. Damaged another ox or an ox that damaged a human being. Why do you mention it together? The Gemara says, Hi, my, what kind of question is that? Bishlama Adam does it. Sure, I understand where a human damaged uh, an, an ox. Nezekudim Shalem, he pays for the damages. Adam does it, Adam, but if a human damaged another human, Meshalem or Badrim, he has to pay another four things. So there's a reason to, to, to split them up. But when it comes to the ox, must it make a difference if the ox damaged another ox or a human? At the end of the day, he just pays damages. So then you can understand why Oshaya didn't split them up. Okay, but what about the four of them? The Adam, the Azik Shoru, the Katane. But what about the four watchmen? Rav Oshaya mentioned them, but it's all under the category of human hurting or damaging an axe. So that should be part of Mav'ayin the Mishnah, according to Rav. So the Gemara explains Tane Hezekad Biadaim, the Katane Hezekad Mimela. Rav Oshaya explained as follows. The Mav'ayah that we mentioned in the Mishnah is where you had an intent to damage. You heard it on purpose, or you did something that caused the damage. The fourth Shomrim is even if it happened through something else, meaning the guy left the door open and someone stole the ox, 
that's damage that you didn't directly do, but someone, but it happened as a result of your negligence. That's a different type of human damage, and that's why you have to mention both. Now, Tanera taught There's 24 categories of nezikin. We have Tashlume Kefel. If someone stole and he lied under oath, then he has to pay a double, meaning the principal plus whatever the principal is again. If a person stole an ox or a sheep and he and he slaughtered it or sold it and he got caught and he has to pay times four times five, then you have the Veganav, you have a thief, a thief who admitted he stole and he doesn't have to pay the double. Then you have Vegazlan, someone who, let's say armed robbery, face to face, he grabbed something out of his hand. You have Ve'adim Zomemin, you have false witnesses, they lied trying to get someone to pay for something that he didn't really do or didn't really owe. The halacha is that they have to pay what they were planning to to, to force this guy to pay. If someone forced his way with a, a single woman, he has to pay to the father a fine of 50 kesef. Someone who seduced a single woman, he has to pay to the father 50 kesef. If someone uh, lied about his wife saying that she was with other people before they got married while she was in Arusa and they didn't find Betulin. Ends up he's a liar, he has to pay to the father a hundred kesef. If someone is metame, his friend's teruma, now, now Kohen can't even have it. If someone threw teruma into his friend's holin uh, pile, he made all his foods unedible now. Then you have the menasech, if a person uh, made his uh, friend's wine, yai uh, nesech, he mixed it l'shem avodah zara. Plus the 13 we mentioned before. Hi, we got 24. So now, so why didn't Rabbi Yoshaya mention these 13 that Rabbi Hayah mentioned? So the Gemara explains, You could always say Rabbi Yoshaya was talking about money, meaning a person damaged and he owes. Not, we're not talking about fines. The Gemara says, yeah, but Ganav, if a thief admitted he doesn't have to pay more than the principal, Vegazlan, and if someone uh, outright stole something out of someone's hand face to face, Demamonahu, that's regular. We have to pay what you owe and, and not a fine. Litni, so let Ravoshaya mention it. So the Gemara explains, We already mentioned the unpaid watchman and the borrower. They're considered part of the, the thieves. Meaning, uh, in order to, for him to be obligated, you have to lie under oath and, and he would have to pay. And sometimes even four and five. But either way, that's equal to Ganav Gazlan. It's the same idea. Therefore, it's all mentioned at one, at one time. Sigma says, okay, okay, then you said there's 24. So then why do you mention plus the Ganav and the Gazlan? So the Gemara explains, so he would explain that Rabbi Oshaya, he's mentioning things that came to him in a permitted way, meaning someone told you to watch something. That's a permitted way. Rabbi Oshaya was talking about things that came to him as a result of an illegal action, something that was asur, like stealing. And that's the way he differentiates between them. And that's why he has 24, not 13, like Rabbi Oshaya. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.